genius. I hate people. I hate people. This is why they're the worst. Are you ready for it? Hey, Rach. Hey, Rob. What's up? Not much. Well, I'm Rebecca. This is Rebecca's voice, the probably more clear one. <laughs> Just oh, kidding. my God. Um, I'm Rachel. I will be telling my story today. Mm-hmm. We are identical twins who love true crime, love a plot twist, hate, hate people. the people. You Most know? people, you know, I do. Except you, you are great. So we were chatting and we we're like, wait, I want to ask y'all, like, first of all, someone gave us a one star, but no feedback. Like, I, we want to hear critiques. So if anyone knows who gave us a one star, they're clearly not listening because they don't like us. But uh, us. if y'all know who did it, tell them to please provide some feedback. Also, we want to hear from y'all, those who do like us. Uh, what kind of stories do y'all like? Do y'all like like a whodunit? Do y'all like a, oh, you think it's this person the whole time and then it switches? Or, you know, we're here to entertain. So we want to tell stories that y'all like. I like them all, so. I know. And... Rebecca raises a good point. Uh-huh. Who? Okay, yeah. What, what kind? What kind of stories? And then also, like, what do you not like? Do you hate an unsolved mystery? Yeah. Do you hate a kidnapping? I don't. I don't know yeah, anyone who would like prefer a murder at the end of it. But um, no kids is we agree on that. I mean, but Rebecca did. It- I know. Sometimes it, it's a just a good story. I don't know. It might involve a child or two, but it won't go, go into graphic detail if I ever Never. do one. I won't do that. Never. But yeah. So just keep us posted. Let's let's jam. Let's uh, gab. Let's gab. Um, th- see, like my favorite would be probably a you think it's going one mm-hmm. direction and then all of a sudden it switches. Those are kind of hard to come by for the most part. Right. Or there's like no information about them. So like that would probably be like a bonus. Like there's one I'm thinking of that I may do for like a bonus Patreon episode because it's just going to be, it's going to have to be short because it couldn't. Um, But, you know, like the Donna Winger, that was like the most shocking. The husband did it. Right. Or the Michelle Hadley, Angela Diaz, no murder, but like you really, yeah, like a really switched it up on you. Or do you like like a... Who the hell did this? Like, uh, I don't know. All right. So y'all just keep us posted. Keep us posted. We'll probably make, we should make like an Instagram question that because what is, are they going to tell us right now? No. They're going to tell us when it's theirs. But yeah, we will. Okay. You know? I do. That is all I have from the top. By the time this air, so this will be season two, episode four, right? Yeah. I think. Um. Join our Patreon. Please. There's different levels. You'll see. We're be a patron. Be a patron. Um, the main purpose of it is to, if we could do this full time. Oh, my God. I know we talk about it a lot, so we won't dwell on how much we hate corporate life, but I hate corporate life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, just like kidding. the quality would be 
outstanding. Oh my God, my quality of life would be extreme. And well, the quality of the podcast, too, and the stories. Oh, yeah. Then we, (laughs) well, yeah, yeah, that too. But you're so selfish. (laughs) No, but y'all's quality of life would go up because you get such detailed, intricate stories. I'm just kidding. But uh, we would, yeah, we would have so much time to research, like going through the psychology of it. It'd be so fun. It would be fun. So many bonus episodes for the patron. I mean, it would just be, I don't know. You know what I heard? What? Such an interesting fact. And I was driving to Nashville and I had four hours to kill for a meeting. And I was just listening to all sorts of podcasts, one of which was Sword and Scale of one episode had a psychologist, a forensic psychologist on there. And he said that they did a study of schizophrenics from U.S., from America, from India, and I cannot remember the other country. And I don't want to get it wrong, so I'm not going to say, I'm not going to guess. But 90% of the schizophrenics in America, their voices tell them to do something bad, like (gasps) hurt someone, kill whatever. 10% of India's schizophrenics tell them to do something bad. The 90% tell them to do, like, be a better person, clean the garage. That was, like, example he gave. Like, do better. And then the other country, it was, like, 15% tells them to do something bad. And the other 85%, um, it's, like, godly things. Like, it's, like, God talking to them and telling them to live by God and spread the word of God. All religion things. I'm like, what does Wait, that say about America? What is Isn't that, that crazy? I was when like, when was I mean, this done? I, I, I don't know, but I was. I went back a few and sword and scale like I've been doing it since like 2016, so I don't remember. But is that Whoa. crazy? Yeah, that's insane. So you know, if we could do this full time, you get facts like that all the damn time. We'd hire a forensic psychologist to have on call. I need to know <laughs> more about Isn't that, that. Crazy! I'm like, wait, what does that say about us? That is interesting. Isn't it? I'm gonna dig into that after this. Okay. Actually, I can't because I have a meeting. Right. See. So <laughs> we gotta go. Yeah, exactly. See. Got it. No time. <laughs> Love y'all. Okay. Love you. Mean it. All right. Here I go, Rachel. <laughs> Here Rachel goes. That's me. Mm-hmm. I'm telling Rebecca, my identical twin sister, about Brittany Marcel. And you've, I think you know about this. I know I gave you a little synopsis of it, but. No, I know. I think, I, I mean, I know about it. I don't, yeah. Okay. So uh, my sources were Dateline, season 26, episode 55. God bless Dateline. <laughs> Six season, 192, episode 1,486. I mean, easily. <laughs> a KOB4 article and a KOAT7 article, both of which are Albuquerque, New Mexico news stations. Mm-hmm. ABC.com and the Parabon website. On September 11th, 2008, 17-year-old high school senior Brittany Marcel made plans to meet her mom, Diane, at their Albuquerque, New Mexico home to have lunch together. You know, we've done like several stories where the incident takes place on 9-11. What? Jessica, what other one? Jessica Dishon, and then we did another one. I mean, she was technically oh, yeah. September 10th, I think. She was reported September 11th. Anyway, 
keep going. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they were. <sighs> what happened? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just that reminded me of a case. Okay. Anyway. Oh, uh huh. I know exactly what you're about. So that's a bonus episode. That is a bonus episode, actually. I meant to add it to the list. Nothing. None of your business. Y'all, keep your head in the game. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Brittany Marcel, who was going home for lunch. (laughs) That was so off topic, and no one knows what we're talking about except each other. So just forget it. I'm sorry. I know. Brittany. Brittany. So she's going to meet her mom, Diane, to have lunch. Diane's on her lunch break. Brittany, I guess, can leave school. So they're just meeting at home, having lunch together. When Diane walks in the front door, she sees Brittany lying on the floor in a pool of blood. A man she doesn't know is standing over her holding a shovel. He walks through the living room to the kitchen, drops the shovel, reaches for a butcher knife, and looks at Diane and says, you're next. Bolt. What? Bolt. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what she does. Diane runs screaming from the house. Someone passing by hears her, runs in. Some people are lovely. Some people are not the worst. So nice. I thought he was caring, though. Oh, yeah. He was like, I'm sorry, a shovel, you say? <laughs> BRB. I got this. <laughs> um, so he runs in, but the guy was gone. He had jumped through the dining room window and bolted. Brittany was rushed to the hospital, but she was beaten so badly they didn't think she'd make it. Because the attacker was still out there, she was admitted under a fake name. Because they thought that she was so, that was like such a targeted attack? Yeah. Someone's after her? Yeah. They didn't know. He was still out there. They had no idea who it was. It seemed very targeted. So they just didn't want him to, like, what if he came to the hospital? I don't know. Wow, that's very cautionary. That's nice. I know. Well, and probably for the investigation, like, he probably thought she was dead. So uh, they yeah. They probably didn't want him catching wind that she was actually in the hospital. Yeah. Probably. Uh, yeah. She had multiple skull fractures, a severed optic nerve leaving her blind in one eye, a crushed ear canal leaving her deaf in one ear, a broken arm, a broken wrist. Oof. They put her in a medically induced coma for 10 days, and when she woke up, she could only communicate by blinking her eyes. She had no recollection of what happened to her or anything about the attacker. She actually thought she was in a bad car wreck. Oh, my God. I don't remember that part. Oh. I know. Ultimately, they had to remove part of her brain. She also, she got meningitis. Oh, my God. This poor girl. But after three months in the hospital, the doctor said, it's looking like she'll, she'll actually survive this. Hell, yeah. Brittany, get in the fight. Badass. Mm-hmm. After five months in the hospital, she was released, and Diane moved her and two of her sisters. She had five sisters, but two were still at home. She's the youngest of five, right? Oh, no. I guess not if two are still at home. Okay. So uh, Diane moved her and two of her sisters to Texas for an intense rehab facility where Brittany had to relearn how to walk, talk, eat, read, write, everything. Oh, my God. Albuquerque police detective Jason Morales was shocked by the very brutal nature of the attack. Once they were able to go inside the house, they saw that the attacker left behind a bloody shovel, a knife, and a roll of duct tape. Oh, he was planning to take her. Yeah, I guess. 
How frustrating do you think it would be, I wonder, if you're in an accident like that, you had to learn how to walk, talk, everything again, but like knowing that you had done it before, I bet you get so frustrated. Like, like I this can't is something imagine. I used to Yeah, know. I used to know how to do this and why is this so hard for me? Yeah. Oh, God. I know, it's really sad. Yeah. Because, so yeah, they found the bloody shovel, the knife, a roll of duct tape. Because he jumped through the dining room window, there was a tiny drop of blood on a shard of glass. Oof. And it wasn't Brittany's. They were amped. Yeah. It's tiny. They submitted it to CODIS, but there were no hits. Mm. Meaning Detective, he's never been in jail before? Yeah, he's yes. never been in yeah. trouble. Detective Morales was confident the attacker was someone she knew. Obviously, it was just so brutal. It had to be personal. Mm -hmm. So he did a deep dive into her social life, looking at anyone she was or had been dating, anyone who interacted with her at her job at the sunglass kiosk at the Cottonwood Mall, her friends, just everything. They also considered whether the attacker may, may have had a connection to Brittany's brother or one of her five sisters, but... Jeez, none, there's a lot of kids in that family. I know. None of them turned up any promising leads. Back at the rehab facility, Brittany was making great progress, but it was a very long and slow recovery. Brittany's neuropsychologist, Dr. Lori Wright, said she was often confused, cried a lot, <sighs> but was able to regain her abilities through cognitive behavioral therapy, which is a process that reteaches the brain through repetition. And that, like, kind of what you just said. Like, can you imagine how frustrating? Oh. In one article, she compared herself to a toddler. She, like, had, I mean, she had yeah. to relearn everything. Oh, my God. Terrible. Of course, there was significant damage to her memory. She couldn't remember most of her high school career. Obviously couldn't remember who attacked her. She she did say in one article, she remembers, like, no, no junior high, pretty much no high school. But she can't, oh. she remembers things about being, like, really little. Oh, my God. So like, that's sad. She I does. Wanna, I want to forget some of junior high. <laughs> Just, <laughs> totally. Totally. Who, who doesn't? Oh, I know. For years, the case was unsolved. But in 2013, a new detective, Jody Gonerman, took over the case. See, this is what I'm talking about. Women. Women. Again. Get shit done. You got to get a chick in there if you want to get anything accomplished. Want a case solved, get a chick in there. I mean, she was like... Go back to twirling your thumbs. And scratching your balls. I'll take care of this. I, I got this. Jody was committed to solving it, obviously. Mm -hmm. Of course she was. She looked into 75 different men provided by the family as potential suspects, but nothing came of it. Then in October 2014, five years after the attack, she encouraged Brittany to undergo hypnosis to try to recover memories that she may have suppressed. Mm -hmm. Brittany agrees. And under hypnosis, she was able to describe her attacker, referring to him as a tall male with light complexion, spiky hair, brown eyes, muscular. Whoa. No visible tattoos, but she could not come up with a name. Whoa, that was a lot of detail. A lot of details. She also suggested that the man may have been someone she knew from work or possibly a customer at the sunglass kiosk at the mall. Oh, wow. As so aside from not knowing the name, good description. Mm-hmm. Really good one. However, the doctor who performed the hypnosis said there's a chance of confabulation, which is defined as creation of false or erroneous memories without an intent to deceive 
sometimes called honest lying. Yeah. Alternatively, confabulation is a falsification of memory by a person who believes he or she is genuinely communicating truthful memories. Right. So, so essentially under hypnosis, your imagination can just like fill in gaps, but it may not be accurate. Well, I always wonder that about hypnosis. Like I bet she, after she learned she was attacked, she like pictures herself being attacked, like as a third party, I imagine, and like created a guy in her head, maybe. Like I always wonder about shit like that. Yeah. I mean, like, did you just picture, like when you said you were beaten by a guy, like you, your mind will imagine a guy. And I wonder if you're just convinced that's what he looks like. Yeah. I don't know. Especially like five years later. Right. Like you've probably re- tried to replay this a hundred times in your head. Right. Um, but she wakes up and she's like, does I say name? And he's like, no. And mm. she's so disappointed. Oh. I know. But she, he's like, I mean, you gave a description. You, he may have been someone you knew from work. Like we got something. However, while it's a good description, the blood samples is still not in CODIS. So they still have no idea. I mean, it's a description. They have no idea who it is. So for two years, they had this information and could pin down no one. Right. Because he's really flying under the radar. Yeah. God, he's like a one and done crime. Never. It's so weird. It's so weird. Especially a brutal one. Oh, really an anomaly. So in May 2016, eight years after the attack, Brittany graduates from college. My God. For her, for even surviving. But then, like, she's like, I'm going to get my degree still. She is driven. She's a badass. Yeah. Also around that time, Detective Gonerman learned about Parabon snapshot DNA phenotyping. This was... Sure. (laughs) Who hadn't learned about that yet? (laughs) Who hasn't? This was a new technology and really expensive. But essentially, they take DNA that can develop a sketch by focusing on traits that are passed down. So it's like this piece of DNA is usually featured in blue-eyed people, not brown-eyed people, and it just builds a picture of what the person probably looks like based on their DNA. God, there are cool jobs out there. That, this fascinates me. I know. God, we got in the wrong field. Remember when we were forensic chemistry majors? Why don't we stick with that? I don't know. God, we're idiots. We were like, let's just pick a good major freshman year. All the like prerequisite classes are all going to be the same as any major. So like, let's just go for it. Forensic chemistry, guys. And then we botched it by going into business. And business marketing. And marketing with a minor in PR. <laughs> Basic. <laughs> Basic. We didn't have the exact same. You didn't do the PR. I no, didn't want I, people to think we're the weird twins. No, I just did marketing. <laughs> I was going to say something similar to PR, but I can't think of anything. The minor in journalism. Just <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we're not the weird ones. And we had, like, separate roommates. Like, we weren't, like, you know. We, please, We didn't stop. hold hands going to class every day. And dress alike. Just on Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> Don't judge us. Just kidding. Get. Okay. Detective Gunnerman submitted the blood sample to Parabon and waited for the results, but it takes months. So Brittany's case was set aside for a little bit. That is until October 2016. Brittany and her family are all together. And Brittany says, Justin Hansen. <laughs> yeah. That gives me the she, chills. 
She told her family that name had been popping up in her head every single day. And mind you, when they were looking into these 75 men that I mentioned before, these were just like names of men that the family provided. Brittany's never said one. Oh, my God. So this was the first time she was like, I cannot stop thinking about this name and I have no idea who it is. Justin Hansen. Her mom, it meant nothing to her mom. She had no idea who it was. Every single one of her five sisters said, we know exactly who that is. He was a popular older boy that went to their high school with a couple of his sister, her sisters. And he worked at Hollister in the mall at the same time Brittany did. Say no more. I know exactly what he looks like. Yep. <laughs> Once she really racked her brain over him, she remembered that he would come talk to her at the sunglass kiosk from time to time. She does, she does not remember him being creepy, but she remember, remembers him being flirty. And smelling like Axe body spray. And reeking of Old Spice <laughs> Old original Spice. There and yeah. Axe body spray. <laughs> um, but he's like really cute, older guy. Her sisters are like, he was like, cool. Yeah, we know him. The fuck he was. Oh, my God. She calls Detective Gunnerman to tell her that this name keeps coming to her. So they track him down, and he's not at all how Brittany described the person when she was under hypnosis. Oh. Remember, tall, muscular, brown eyes is who Brittany described. Mm -hmm. Justin was average height, skinny, and had green eyes. Uh -oh. He's also a father of four, and he only had a DUI on his record. He's never been in trouble aside from that. I do remember that dash cam, them going to see him at his house, and he's so put together. I think one of his daughters, like, climbs in his lap. He's just seeing, like, I'm like, oh, she got it wrong. He, his son does, yeah. So... Detective Gunnerman was like... So calm, cool, collected. Okay, keep... Yeah, well, I'm getting there. Yeah. Um, so Detective Gunnerman is <laughs> like, mm, this is really unlikely. We'll look into it, but he's not a priority. Then on January 3rd, 2017, they finally get the Parabon snapshot back. This part... The, the Parabon is so interesting to me. Me too. So they found... That the blood sample from the crime scene is from a man with fair skin, dark blonde to light brown hair, light, likely has no freckles. It, isn't that crazy? I'm like most, fascinated. most telling, he has green to hazel <gasps> eyes. Oh my God. So now, oh, shit. I know. So now, Detective Gunnerman is much more interested in Justin, uh -huh. but she's not totally convinced. She goes to his house, and her partner's wearing a body cam. So this is all online. And, and I like, go see it, because it's so, I, like, I was like, this isn't him. He's so was, cool. He's so easygoing. Not sold, which is why, um, I don't know. It's I'm not just, a detective. <laughs> that's why I'm not a detective. That's why we we ditched forensic chemistry. We just, we aren't belonging in this field at all. Because I'm like, <laughs> no, look at him. He's look holding at him. his son. Yeah, yes, kids. He's holding his son. He's in a robe. He's very chill, very polite. There's like a Christmas tree in his house. Like it's uh, just run of the mill family man. Yeah. He tells them he does not re remember Brittany at all from when he worked at Hollister. He knows nothing about it. He's like, maybe in passing, I could have seen her. Like he, he's just like very, I have no idea who this chick yeah. is. She asked for his DNA and he's uber hesitant. 
Uh-huh. And I remember and he, that. Yeah, he tells them he wants to think about it. And they're like, what is your concern? You don't know this girl. Who cares? Right. And he tells them that he and his wife watch a lot of shows where something like this can get someone falsely accused. And I'm like, with DNA? <laughs> no. no. DNA right. can get someone falsely accused. Like, if you've never met this person, sh- we're not talking right. about spit. Did you bleed in their house? And according to you, y'all may have said hi in passing years ago. So right. what's the what's the big damn deal? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, so it really should not be an issue. <laughs> then he tells them that he'll talk to his mom and then come by her office. He's in his 30s and he wants to talk to his mommy first with his like <laughs> wife and four kids sitting there. And they're like, is she a lawyer? No. She's just, just my mommy. Just... So they thought that was very weird. I'll I'll ask while I'm nursing later. (laughs) When they're leaving so baby boy could chat with mommy, Detective Gonerman tries to rattle him a little bit and tells him Brittany's finally getting her memory back and has described in detail how you would come by the kiosk about twice a week and just chat, see what's up, casual. She knows you worked at Hollister, which was right there. And he looks all confused. He's like shaking his head. No, I have no idea. And then she goes, you wore tight, you wore tight Abercrombie t-shirts and baggy jeans. And he's like, that is true. (laughs) Well, that you got me on. He's like, that's true. Guilty. I'm a former huge douche. (laughs) Keep that. But so, yeah. But so he's supposed to talk to his mom and come by Detective Gunnerman's office, but he never shows up. She calls him and he answers. And at first, very polite. But then he gets all salty about how they came at him, and he demands an apology. <gasps> and Are she tells, "I know." I'm like, "Calm down." And they weren't accusatory that when they asked for his DNA, they're like, "Just be clear, you're not a suspect. We're just getting a bunch of DNA." And like, like they're just were, questioning you. You really are a little bitch, little mama's yeah. boy. <laughs> so she fights back and says, "She'll get. He'll get an apology when she gets the DNA." Yeah. Like if you give your DNA and you're cleared, good. You're good to go. We'll apologize so for asking questions. God. Right. So he, he then switches from maybe you'll get the DNA to refusal. He's absolutely not giving it. The district attorney suggests having him followed so they could get the DNA involuntarily. You Can know. you subpoena him for a DNA? Can you get a warrant? No. Well, I mean, I, mean, I guess yeah. with not. Oh, actually, I don't know if you can. I mean, they have a. Good description. The Parabon snapshot does. I'll, that's what I'm going to post. Yeah. His picture next to the Parabon, it is crazy. It, it looks a lot like him. So, but aside from that, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So the DA suggests getting getting him followed, mm-hmm. you know, flicking a cigarette, right. drinking out of a cup, all that. In April 2017, six months after Brittany gave Justin's name, Detective Gunnerman requests a couple of undercover cops to follow Justin around, hopefully get his DNA. But by this time, Justin had moved, quit his job, and they had no idea where he was. Oh. A red flag for a family man who's completely innocent to up and move his right. family How of casual. six. But right. don't worry. Two months after that, they find him. He's in North Albuquerque working at a car body shop, and the under- undercover work starts. They follow him to a McDonald's where he dines in, which is the weirdest part of this whole story. <laughs> That's the shock factor. <laughs> there's the twist. He sat down at a McDonald's and ate. Gross. <laughs> and when he leaves, he throws his cup away, but the trash can is overflowing. So the undercover cop just like walks up behind him and grabs it. 
undetected, obviously, but it was like a pretty easy gig. Right. They send it to the lab and shocker. I know it's it was a match. match. Yeah. Let's get them built. Boys, let's go. <laughs> Girls, let's go. Let's well, I know, but yeah. What have the boys done? <laughs> After nine years and 18 failed DNA tests, they finally had the psycho who beat a teenager almost to death with a shovel. I need a motive. Well, I know. Uh, there, we have one. Oh, well, okay. Kind of. You'll see. <sighs> when preparing for trial, Detective Gunnerman found out that all of the physical evidence had accidentally been destroyed. What are you talking about? A clerical error. Someone who was, I think, retiring. You check, like, when they're moving on, you have your set of assigned evidence, and you mm-hmm. check a box of, like, destroy, keep. Someone <sighs> someone marked destroy. So the is shovel. Does this Justin Hansen come from a wealthy family? Uh, I didn't get that vibe. No, it was it was an error. They know who did it. It was okay. just an accident. Sure. Um, so Brittany's the clothes she sure, was wearing, sure. the shovel, everything was gone. <gasps> but thank God that little baby drop of blood was stored separately in a freezer. They had it. God. In the meantime, while preparing for trial, Justin was put on house arrest, but it was bullshit house arrest because During this time, Brittany's sister went to a baseball game and he was like right there in front of her with an ankle monitor. But like after they already like she knew that he beat up her sister. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She posted on social media like like, they were outraged. Oh, my God. I would go spit on on them. It would how you would not be able to stop me from going up to him and causing the biggest scene. He was with his God. Seriously. Yeah. He was like, I think with his wife. Um, that is shocking i cannot imagine that okay well when they like wreaked havoc about that and being like what kind of house arrest is he on he gets to go to a baseball game they're like if he he's been following the rules if he stays out of trouble and follows the rules there is a little bit of slack i'm like a little bit of slack is like yeah you can go to the grocery store you don't get to go to a baseball game and like i'm sure he's kicking back a few beers like no yeah it's murder Attempted murder. I mean, attempted murder. But, like, he didn't get a DUI or it wasn't some petty crime. Like, Yeah, no. Anyway, he was at the baseball game. Bullshit. So (sighs) house arrest my ass. During this time, Dateline does interview him. He's on house arrest again. Oh, yeah. And he's just a wreck. Like, his eyes are huge and red. He's just, like, on... And again... He seems so innocent. I know. I, I remember that where I'm like, Ew. he's but, like talking about how like he'll do anything to not go to jail for the rest of his life. He has young kids. He doesn't want to get out when they're in their, you know. No, he was like, a psycho little teen who thought he moved on from that life. And it, guess what? But it follows you. It is. Everything so follows you. Crazy. But yes, I know. On paper, though, he just doesn't. He's never done anything like this again. I know. It's just crazy. So they're like, well, how can you explain the blood being a match? And he's, I mean, he can't. He's like, yeah. I have no idea. There was also a second they thought the case was going to be thrown out because of the statute of limitations had run out. Mur- um, tempted murder? Pretty sure it's six years in New <gasps> Mexico for a felony. 
There was an indictment filed in 2010. We're now in 2018. But the indictment was filed on John Doe, not Justin Hansen. So it gets (gasps) real murky. And a judge even ruled it could go to an appellate court to decide. So there there was a second there. He was like, oh, I might get off. But the court was like, nah, screw that. The indictment stands. Oh, my God. Is there a statute of limitations for attempted murder for... What's an indictment... Well, once an indictment's filed, I guess. I don't... Golly. Again, we needed an attorney on hand, too. A behavioral psychologist, a forensic psychologist, and an attorney would be great. Thank you. Thanks. But it doesn't matter. The indictment stands. They're like, sorry. Yeah. Thanks, but no thanks. During all that, Justin got so cocky that it would be thrown out. That the while the appellate court was deciding, the prosecution offered him a plea deal, but he said no. Because he was like, if I take that, you know, he he was just certain he was gonna get it was gonna get thrown out. Oh my God. But so after the appellate court ruled against him, he came crawling back and accepted the deal. The plea deal was he was gonna plead no contest to attempted murder in the first degree in exchange for 18 years in prison. Again, noting that he he, he doesn't want to get out when his kids are, like, grown-ass adults. Yeah. Brittany gave a statement at a sentencing talking about her countless surgeries, which I'll get into in a minute. Please don't. And how she, well, not like, you know, not graphic, but I'll, I mean, what, everything she went through, it's bullshit. I know. How she's scared she'll never get married, never oh. have kids, never live alone. So oh. sad. And then she says, quote, he did not kill me, but he did take my life. Oh. <gasps> It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So since the attack, mind you, it was in 2008. She's had at least one major surgery every year. A lot of them reconstructive. And this year, 2022, she had her 25th surgery. Not to mention the psychological toll it's taken. Her mom said in March of this year, quote, just in the past two years, she's coming out of her shell a little bit and starting to trust coworkers and act. And actually going to their house for a board game or, you know, cards or something. But it's taken her this long to trust somebody to go to their house and just kick back. (gasps) Oh, my God. Every heartstring is just tugged on. I know. That is awful. So, again, he did seem like an unlikely suspect. But after digging into him, Detective Gonnerman found that an ex-girlfriend accused him of rape. But she ended up not prosecuting because she'd been drinking. (gasps) Oh, girl. That makes me sad for you, too. I know. Justin's mom has been defending him since day one, obviously, pointing mm-hmm. out that the girl who accused him of rape withdrew her statements and they continued dating after, after it. So she also, of course, pointed out that Brittany's mom saw the attacker's face, yet didn't point Justin out in a lineup while they investigated while they were investigating him. Yeah. But <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, but Brittany's mom said she didn't really stare at his face. She looked at it and then immediately looked down to see what he was doing and then bolted. Right. I imagine when you see your daughter half dead and beaten, that is who you're like, that's what you're focused on, wanting to run to her. But you have to run away from that monster. Right. Then, so that one doesn't make sense. I'm like, that means nothing. Right. Then Justin's mom comes back with the fact that Brittany said the attacker had no visible tattoos, even though he was wearing a short short sleeved shirt, which I want to point out, I could not find where under hypnosis she described his clothes. But she does say this in an interview. 
she then shows a picture of Justin in 2008, right after, like a month after the attack or two months after the attack. And he's very much tatted up and he's in a short sleeve shirt. Again, mm. confabulation though. Like, yeah. I, I don't, she also said they have brown eyes. Yeah, but DNA proved otherwise. Like, I know. It's hard to argue against science, peeps. I know. Um, today he has like full sleeve tattoos, but I don't know when those are added. Anyway, that still means nothing to me. I don't really have an answer for it, but like confab- confabulation, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Then, of course, she's asked, why does his DNA match that blood drop? And she's like, I don't know. But I think if we still had the weapons and the blood on the weapons, he'd be exonerated. I need to, I, I, I wish we had those too. I know. That was a, a huge error in judgment. You're going to get rid of a murder weapon of an unsolved case? Destroy, you say? Why? I know. <sighs> That pisses me off more than probably anything. I know. Just In March of this year, Justin filed a motion to get his sentence reduced, but the judge said, nah, Mm -hmm. but thank you so much for asking. And he continues to serve his 18 years expected, expected to get out in 2036. Wow. God. Brittany, I know. And at that hearing, Brittany, I think, it was virtual, um, joined and said, no, 18 years is already a slap on the wrist. He needs at least one year for every surgery I've had. There you go, girl. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm screaming. So I'm convinced he did it. It's just so crazy that he never acted again. Like, it is insane. That we know of. That's true. That we know of. How did he know she was going to be home at lunch. Like, she was in high school. And why? Was he just obsessed with her? There's no motive. Oh, There's my motive. The motive theory is he wanted, he, like, tried. Oh, he to, made advances or something? Yeah, he made advances. She denied them. And his sisters were like, she, he was not used to hearing no from girls. So it just he just snapped. That's that does motive. sound cocky. Maybe he, I mean, him being calm, cool, collected. I'm like, actually, this goes right up the avenue of Ted Bundy. Yeah, no. You're just. So that's that's their theory is that, he, yeah, he made advances. He was flirtatious. And she was like, nah, but thanks. Your ego got bruised. So she had to almost die. Like just snapped. Um, But can you imagine had he just opened the door and run out? It, it would be unsolved. Oh, my God. You're right. The end of the sliding door was unlocked. It, that's how they know that Diane caught him off guard. Why was there it's so little he, blood? He ever... jumped through a window. But so that's how they know he was just caught off guard. He could have opened the door and ran. And this they would have nothing, especially if the evidence was destroyed. Just they it would be gone. That's it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, the fact that there was such little blood proves that he was not in a short sleeve shirt. There would yeah, be blood probably. everywhere. I would think so. So that debunks whoever said that. I just, I just don't get how he, I mean, I guess he was following her. How did he know she would be home at lunch? I guess in a casual mob combo, she could have yeah. mentioned it, but wouldn't she have said with her mom? He was very caught off guard with Diane. I don't know. Maybe he was planning to attack both of them. I mean, he already said, you're next. A shovel could take out two yeah. people. Mm-hmm. That is so crazy. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So I just found, again, it's not one of those, like, huge twists. You had no idea it was actually her dad or anything like that. But I just think it's so interesting 
she was so badly beaten that she could not remember. She couldn't remember anything before. And then all of a sudden, Justin Hanson. And then all of a sudden, hypnosis, a couple years later, it just comes to her. It's the weirdest. The mind's a crazy thing, man. It's crazy. It really is. That is. And that name meant nothing to her either. It's not like she was like, oh, yeah, I remember Justin Hanson. Why do I keep thinking about him? Just the name popped in. She didn't know who he yeah. was. She didn't know anything. And then she just mentions that he actually is a person who would have been somewhat in her life and then actually matches the DNA sample. Like That really is so crazy. The mind is so insane. What a badass. I know. God, the body is weird. Mine's weird. Mine next week is not like a story we've done before. Oh, wow. What is it? None of your damn business. Ooh, none. I got a none ya. <laughs> <laughs> um you are the best people are the worst thanks everyone <laughs> i'm just close that I'm was not... so abrupt okay but yeah oh, thank y'all yeah. was that good or boring no that was good all right you are the best people are the worst people are the worst trust no one except us bye bye join the patreon thank you